Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome <laughs> to a brand new season of 90 Day Fiance UK. 90 da fuck. We couldn't be more excited. You couldn't be more excited. It's season two. We are back in the groove. This is the jewel in our crown. The crown jewel. We can help explain all of the esoteric references to you, um, unless there are people in various other Facebook groups that decide that we're too elitist and don't know what we're talking about. We're going to be very careful this year when we talk about Scotland. Yep. Very, very careful. careful. Now, if you're coming to us for the first time, a very warm welcome to you. My name is Michelle. My name is Robin. Robin is my current husband. Oh boy. And we are the only married... Mm-hmm. Cisgender, yep, yep, yep. heterosexual, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, monogamous, mm-hmm. international, yep. transatlantic mm-hmm. couple based in London. Right. Doing a reality TV after show podcast, primarily focused on uh, the relationship and dating genre. Yeah. I, I don't think we're the, just the only, I think we're the best. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. There are, now, why do we mention all those qualifiers? It's not to set us apart or to make you feel bad. We we mention it. I think we started doing it because we were talking about sister wives, and <laughs> <laughs> we just 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 in case anyone was wondering if there were several other wives in the room who had to sit silently by. Will I get to do the podcast one day, Robin? No, this is the first wife's job. Yes, no. I also make. 
occasional, um, probably not that funny uh, allusions to the fact that we are a cult or aspire to run one. So that it's at un jest. Okay. Uh, calm down if, if you're frothing. Um, having said that, if you are any of those things or none of those things, you are very welcome. We are sex positive. We are LGBTQIA plus plus, uh, allies, Black Lives Matter to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter what shape you are. Doesn't matter what size you are. Doesn't matter who you believe is on which cloud and which sky. It's all good. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Scottish, in which case, apparently we're hell-bent on, oh, on no. offending you. Oh, no. We're going to try this. We're, we're going to really try are. really hard. We really are. It's beautiful weather. The fact that all we saw of Glasgow and Edinburgh, it was very dark. That's, that's it. They must have shot those scenes at night. That's all we're saying. That's it's the only explanation. That's all, all right. So, um, that's all the formalities and introductions out of the way. If you wouldn't mind sticking around to the end of the show, Please. if you can bear it, Please. I there there's a uh, an appeal, a cause that means a great deal to me um, that I'm going to go into further detail yes. at, at the end. So please do stick around for that. It would mean a lot to me. Or check out the post that Michelle has posted in our Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays, B-L-I-G-H-T-Y-D-A-Y-B-A-E-S. Um, come and hang out with us there. Blighty being an old word for Britain, um, Blighty Day Bays, that's where you'll find us. And you can read a little bit more about the thing Michelle will talk about at the end of the show. Right. Thank you for doing what every straight man does and repeating exactly what I just said. I was mentioning the Facebook <laughs> post <laughs> in addition to trailing you talking. Now... I'm your hype man. Do you think Chuck D said that to Flavor Flav? Can you stop repeating what I'm saying, Flav? Who? Sorry? Oh, boy. Must have been before my time. Oh, I'm totally kidding obviously i watched every single episode of flavor of love <laughs> okay uh let's get right into it our first couple is shane 26 hairdresser and makeup artist from devon welcome shane beautiful 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 devon beautiful devon very close to our hearts mm. seaside um, the nice seasides not all yeah the, as you will have seen from these three yes three thank you so much matt sharp three episodes um not all seasides in britain look like devon nope no they don't uh so devon lives with mum sheree 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 Sheree. Um, Shane identifies as trans non-binary. Um, because Shane doesn't have preferred pronouns, we're probably... I feel more comfortable with she, I think. But she did say, you know, pronouns are not important to her. Yep, so we're going to respect that. Yeah. Just as we would respect people for whom pronouns are very important. Um, so Mert is 28 mm -hmm. from Istanbul, not Constantinople. No, not Constantinople. That's a, that's a, a young person reference for you all. <laughs> that was a public enemy song, wasn't it? 
Nah, and I think you know that. Um, Mert, yes, sorry, he's a barber. Um, Short King, uh, Mm -hmm. he explains that at one point he had four partners, but now he's content to go. I think he said four in a day. All the way back to none. I got the feeling. To one, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I got the feeling it might have been four at once. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was like, the time has come in my life when four becomes one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he likes Shane because Shane Chunky. We support that. Yeah. Um, here's another thing I love, 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 love about Shane. Mm. Shane wants to be respectful of Turkish culture and of other people's beliefs. My jaw hit all of the grounds. I thought I had temporarily... Uh, experienced like hysterical hearing loss yeah. or or something because I felt like phoning the production company and saying which researcher found this person who's like tolerant and open-minded they need to be drummed out of the business yeah this it, it's wild to me finding somebody <laughs> who is both respectful of the of their partners uh culture and the their their family's beliefs their their family's cultural beliefs and also someone who isn't you know so desperate for this relationship to work out that the world might end for them if it doesn't yeah but and also someone who's like my story is not the most important thing in the universe you know someone who who, who isn't gonna you know insist that the family embraces them straight away and, yeah, yeah yeah shane shane said it's his parents it's his family it's it's up to mert if and when he wants to tell them yeah and come out yeah very refreshing having said that again i think we've sort of laid our cards on the table i'm not gonna judge anyone but i just it was very refreshing like the the lack of steamrollering in looking for conflict yes was refreshing not the particular politics of that scenario which i understand are very complex shane is disarmingly mature yeah it, i mean i was yeah. an absolute unmitigated disaster at that age in in every way you could imagine yeah, shane is fucking awesome actually. yeah um shane is this season's katie um well katie is this season's <laughs> katie don't be silly i know um by the way what are they doing trailing katie's arrival at the end of every episode and still no katie i know i was not happy like katie about and Alejandro, that this uh this season's what are the scottish guys called robert callum no from last year oh sorry do you remember how many like week after week it would be like they trail callum yes <laughs> never actually show up. shout out and and huge congratulations to callum and marvin they are happily married now yes yeah, see um so love Israel, yeah, okay? Calm down. Analysis. No, Shane is wonderful. You know what? In the ninety day universe, we've had quite a few wonderful people recently. Um, we haven't had a chance to do it, but we are big Statler stands, are we not? Statler, if you're listening, 
please respond to my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are some really, really sympathetic people in the 90-day universe at the moment, and it is sort of blowing our minds. I'm loving the representation. I appreciate it so much. I love seeing multiple cast members who are neurodiverse. Mm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Statler, I relate to... Uh, the most because she is uh, clearly a member of the irritable bowel syndicate as, as we are. And it's, I can't tell you how much it means to have somebody else uh, talking to a wide audience about their, their bowel problems, because look, it really, it's a terrible thing to have to go through. And I think that people shouldn't be ashamed. And the intersectionality of bowel problems and autism that is a very niche intersectionality that i never thought we would have represented on tv i'm not sure that's the right use of intersectionality but let let let's move on and we'll leave it to our listeners to correct us because we we are trying our best now if you have a life and you didn't watch all three episodes all at once, uh, please be advised that there are some spoilers ahead. So if you want to pause now, take some time to watch the rest of the episodes. I, yeah, we believe in America this year, they haven't bundled those three into one episode. They are three distinct episodes. Yes. Reports are reports that have reached. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I received a telegram. (laughs) I hope, in my hands a piece of paper um yeah we believe having said that who knows what's happening in other countries so it is possible these three episodes have been bundled into one view that it's been cut sliced and diced in different ways we never know but for us we got three episodes uh two of them about 55 minutes one of them about 45 minutes um and we're going to talk about the mall now right yes that's yeah. right well we're not going to talk about the mall because that's irrelevant but we are going to talk about them all Sorry. What did you think of the laser show double proposal romantic dinner cruise? I'm quite a fan of um, putting things in the sky. Um, I'm not a fan of sky writers, weirdly. You know those planes with the sort of flags behind them? I do. Um, And I think the reason why I'm not fond of that is that usually those flags contain racist messages. (laughs) Really? Quite often. My school um, was right by a little mini air strip when I was growing up. Okay. Um, And on at least one occasion, one of those little mini planes crashed into our playing field. It was fairly horrific. Um, They would buzz like over your head really low it's a weird place to go to school eventually you just stop noticing them and, and unless they crash um but so there would be some quite a lot of sky rising and you'd see these planes go up and like even as you know a, a young boy in the 1980s i'd be like um I'd, i don't really know if like countryside alliancey kind of slogans and you know political bands standing and you know england for the english is a wonderful thing to see trailing behind a plane it, it's uh it's i i have never in my life seen a racist skywriting message if that's a thing let us know C- come at us if you've seen racist skywriting <laughs> i i never have as far as I, come at us if you run a skywriting business but as far as i know 
it's an entirely unregulated industry. So other forms of advertising are subject to the ASA, the Advertising Standards mm-hmm. Agency, I believe. I'm not sure that, you know, Clive with his Cessna really like runs the ad copy past the regulatory authorities that's the thing so you would definitely get people yeah it's the same principles you know like when farmers stick up like billboards on the side of the motorway yes and they could just say whatever the fuck they want well they? they're usually saying fresh blueberries or something <laughs> sure but <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they're saying vote you um right you, you never I've seen? never seen that. Oh. I get. I guess I've avoided the worst parts of That's, of well, England. You're not very attentive to signs when we drive. For you, most of the roadside signs mean like Chinese temple ahead. Shh! Don't tell people that. I have to. <laughs> I have to get a driving license here. You guys, it, it's not Chinese temple ahead. Okay, it looks. Robin is misremembering. It looks like a. It it looks I, and I've forgotten the word for it, but it it looks like the the gate going into Chinatown in all of the Chinatowns that I'm familiar with. I'm not saying that all the Chinatowns are are the same. It, the the sign actually means like oh you can't merge onto the highway or something but the the road signs here are stupid and illogical okay <laughs> so i'm i'm just going to say it and i'm sorry if you designed the road signs or if you feel you have to drive here um anyway yeah that is the darkest yeah school story I've heard apart from <laughs> apart from the one that you know I'm about to tell, and I'm sorry if you guys have heard this one already. But my which well, bit was the darkest? The bit that planes would crash onto our planes. Yes, yeah, that's pretty bleak. The same plane fields, mind where you know at least one child was impaled, fatally impaled by a javelin. Okay, um. You just stole all my thunder because I think you probably knew this, but the story that I was going to tell is our dear friend who we won't name uh, because she wouldn't want us to, uh, went to a state comp in in the Dagenham region where they stopped the PE program entirely because someone was impaled by a javelin. Oh shit, I really did steal that thunder. Yeah. yeah it does happen. I think partly because javelins are really not the kind of things that like imagine Alfie, not his real name, with a javelin. I'd prefer not to. Right. Now imagine can we out I'm gonna do it. Now imagine Kean. <laughs> with a javelin because there is going to be a kid that is like i wonder if this could go through someone else and is gonna try and find out right yeah, yeah. all right um oh now i remember wanted what i wanted to ask so um nobody cares about this obviously <laughs> but you might remember that we just sort of we didn't like have a big proposal we we just sort of decided to get married yeah. and um 
which was fine with me because you and I had both been married before. Um, it was a weird one with us, though, because we have one of those relationships where we sort of talk about getting married like a week in, right? So, like, any big moment was like, if I'd actually said to you, will you marry me? You'd be like, yeah, we've been speaking about that for ages. But if you'd had the choice, and if I was... I Also, dear listeners, I hate surprises. Yeah. I don't mean that... Wouldn't have gone good. I, I I really do. I hate surprises. I'm We're, disturbed and I upset get, by them. I get grumpy if I don't get surprised. Yeah, which, as you can imagine, is not a wonderful combination because it, I get physically ill when I have to plan a surprise for someone else. Yeah. Um, because I'm terrible at it because I hate it. Uh, oh, anchors. He's being very loose. He is being very loose. He's found his seat that he actually likes, and he's he's just chilling. Comfortable armchair with his big old David drooping over the front. David's what we call his front legs. It's because of her out of Shit's Creek and going, ooh, David. Yeah, ooh, David. Yeah, when he was a little puppy, he would make that, he would do that with his hands, with his paws. This is a dog we're talking about. By the way, um, it's not like some child would be. <laughs> well, he is my child. That's okay, true. so, but what would a you bat flew into a pig in your womb? Correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he just opened his eyes. Yeah. All right, well, let's get this train back on the track, please. Okay. My question to you yeah. is: yeah. if you if you had it to do over again and please don't answer this facetiously to try to be funny. What, what kind of proposal might you have planned? But you don't like surprises. No, I don't. No. So like the way, like naturally it would be like to hide the proposal inside a thing that you discover and it's all really, really clever, but I can't do that. I can't have anything grand because you would hate to be like the center of attention. Like, you know, a football stadium uh, jumbotron proposal would be hell on earth to you. Just being in a football stadium would be hell on earth to you. Um, That's not true. No, that's not true. But you wouldn't. Would you go for that? Every like 80,000 people staring at you with that pressure. Or, I, mean, I I always feel really bad for those people. Like, what if they want to say no? I would love that. Would you? Yeah. Would you? I don't know where you got the idea that I don't like being the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> but do you like pr- being pressured in the moment like that? It's kind of where I come alive. Okay. I mean, bear in mind, I, I like, my whole job is going into courtrooms where the stakes are extremely high and I have to come up with. But what if you were going to say no? I wouldn't. All right. You're not cooperating. So let's move on to the next shocker. He's not cooperating. Let's go on to Michael from before we do. No, sorry. Before we do, um, Lovely, 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 lovely. Um, I hope it works. I really hope it works. Um, I know they were trailing a little bit of bickering and stuff at the end, but I have a feeling it could. My hope's good. I live for love. Um, I really, really, really love characters like this in these shows when it is just, you know, Freak Show City and everything's ghastly. The, the shows become almost unwatchable for me. So I need people like Shane and Mert in these shows and 
it was a joy. They are both delightful, and they both seem to be quite good hairdressers. So that's nice. I just want to pick up and and caveat the the term freak show when we talk about freak no, no, shows no, no. we're not talking about the individuals who participate we're talking about the circumstances and how implausible they are yeah these doomed relationships that you're meant to gawp at like a victorian yes, freak show correct like, oh, look how awful it is it's like yeah i can handle a little bit of that but i do need some true love can you imagine I'm just, you know, I, I love my history, right? And I'm currently to, to help me fall asleep. I'm listening to one of the great courses on Victorian Britain, which I highly recommend to any of you who are into history. And I haven't gotten to that particular subject yet. However, can you imagine? Someone from Victorian England, and and let's just say that they can accept what a television is, sure, sure, and sure. that they can accept what a reality show is, right? So uh, you're done explain. They've had time to process that. Master Matthew Sharp has come up with a whole new entertainment. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Gather round. Can you? What would? What would like? Uh, a a middle class, upper class Victorian gentleman's <laughs> reaction be to say, and and again, let's put the um, LGBTQ so, like let's let's presume that they're fine with. Uh, Weirdly, they were probably more fine with it than we think, and I, you'd be more of an expert on that. But go on. Yes. Yeah. Let, let's also say that they're fine with that too. What, just purely from an entertainment standpoint, yeah. what what would a Victorian gentleman make of a couple like Gino and Jasmine? <laughs> well, it's Punch and Judy, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Oh, right, Gino is Mr. Punch. <laughs> right? And Jasmine is the, the, you know, the crazed dog that keeps doing in the sausages. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I think they'd be fine with it. They love that kind of thing, the Victorians. They love that. I don't think, I think Punch and Judy is way older than that, isn't it? I feel like it's Victorian. Come at us. Here we go. You see, I thought oh, I told you we'd have to reach out to anyone. I know. Come at us if you're a seaside puppet theater entertainment expert. We need one for the scene. <sighs> Mate. Well, when we start talking about Clacton, we will. Do you think the punch bowl is still the most expensive pint in London? Was it? It it was ten years ago. I don't know that it still is. I I couldn't tell you. I only thought about Covent Garden because there's almost always a Punch and Judy show going on there. Punch and Judy is fucking dark. It is dark. It is really dark. It's child abuse, spousal abuse. Racism, misogyny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's very strange. Okay. Uh, Right. So Michael from... Cloaca on Sea 
Sorry, Clacton on C in Essex. Now, don't confuse Clacton with Clapton. No, Clapton Park is in London. Yeah, that's like Hackney. This isn't too far away, so we always have to do our geography, don't we? Yes, we do. Um, so we should have said, well, Dorset, just going back. where Dorset is southwest. Southwest, so you might have heard of like Cornwall, so it's just a little bit more in the main bit of the country than Cornwall that's right on the edge. But it's, you know, similar kind of landscape, very beautiful, wonderful. Um, now, Clacton is Essex, right? Yes. Yep. Which is like East Coast. East of London. Yeah. Northeast of London. Yeah. Southeast. No, that's Kent. Uh, northeast of London. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You, if, you, if you're in London, turn right, keep going. <laughs> You'll end up there. When you get to the sea, it'll be that. Um, so, Michael's been around the block, so to speak. Um, he's got a very adorable 10 year old named Kennedy, who I think is going to be the breakout star of this franchise. Yeah, this year's Alfie Richard. Do you remember Richard's kid last year? Listeners? Yeah, we do, of course. This because we named our own Alfie after Alfie. This is, uh, absolutely adorable. This is, this is a question that comes up a lot in our house. What, what do you think she's going to cook for us? I know. That is honestly like he's ten, right, Kennedy? Yep. That is a ten-year-old's only concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> am I going to have to put weird food in my mouth? But what I liked about Kennedy, Kennedy was like, "What?" T- totally non-judgmental. No, he was like, "What wonderful things do I get to try?" Yes, to try a child talking about how wanting to try things. That is wild to me. I can't imagine. And then he ate a savaloy. Now. I think it's worth saying that, um, and I know we've gotten in trouble for this, but my position is that we're doing a service to people who wouldn't necessarily understand the cultural context. Michael does have neck tattoos and full sleeves and big arms and presents as someone who looks kind of tough. Um, People from Essex are very, very nice. They are, particularly from this area of of Essex, they're very warm. They have strong morals and yeah. ethics, and they're very kind people. They love their moms. People. They love their moms. They're very family-orientated. Of course, there are exceptions to that rule, but I, I just want to... I want to get out in front of this because just because his one friend is a piece of shit. Tops from the League of Gentlemen. Yeah. Um, I'll put a picture for reference. Please don't judge him based on that one mouth breather. No, and don't judge Essex as a whole. We got family there in Southend. Yeah, quite near Clacton. Um, yeah, I have to say, not to come at Clacton in any way, but those sort of seaside towns can be bleak as hell in the winter. Oh, um, it's they're, they're the towns that Morrissey sang about on Every Day Is Like Sunday, right? Come, come, nuclear bomb. Yikes. Hide on the promenade, etch a postcard. How I dearly wish I was not here. I'm not... 
sketch of Hosgard. Mm. I don't want to quote Morrissey anyway because we don't like him anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a real shame. For, it's a real shame. For those of you that don't know, I hate to break it to you, but somebody has to. He's a horrible racist. He runs racist. a skywriting business. <laughs> he runs a skywriting business. He's He has repugnant views on race and immigration that we do not tolerate. We do not. Um, now, should we get onto the burning issue? Although I imagine it's more of a lukewarm issue um, of what Kennedy was eating. So they were at, I guess, a fish and chip shop, but he weren't having fish and chips. No, he was having a a saveloy, which is, I guess, a, a sausage. It's a highly seasoned sausage, usually bright red, normally boiled. Ew. Now, traditionally, your saveloy was made of pork brains. But now they're just sort of big red sausages. Big red angry sausages. Big red angry <laughs> sausages. Yeah. Um, Yet more overlaps with before the 90. Right. Um, yeah, look. Now, he keeps... Michael refers to his betrothed as Marcy. Yeah. Her name is Mercy. Yeah. Which, given her... She's from Kenya? Yes. Her Kenyan accent, her Nairobian accent, um, is like Masi, right? Uh-huh. And I could understand how you might think it was Marcy if she introduced herself verbally to you. But I'm imagining he's seen it written down. Yeah. So it's really weird. And because of that, all his friends call her Marcy. It, it, yeah, it's bizarre. But then again, it in England there are a hot tip for tourists basically if you see an er <laughs> it's very rarely pronounced er so we've got for example wow. uh the the county where where Windsor is where Windsor Castle is 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 Berkshire not Berkshire Right. Uh, yeah. In America, this is the Berkshire Mountains is where mm-hmm, my mom mm-hmm, lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Barkley Square, mm-hmm. which is also spelled E-R. Berkeley, yep. Um, and again, uh, the university in um, California is Berkeley. Yep, correct. Berkeley. Yep, yeah. Yep. So there is a, there might be a bit of that. The town, sorry. There's more than just a yes. university in, in Berkeley. What are your... What what are your thoughts on her past history? Is she who who's zooming who here? <laughs> um, remind me of what her past history is here. I'm not okay. So Mercy at one point, and I don't know that she explained this to anyone's satisfaction, let alone uh, her fiance's. Mercy for some reason had multiple dating profiles under multiple different names. Okay. I thought we might be referring to when he ghosted her and didn't show up. As oh, no, 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 yeah, 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 no. Fine. Um, well, here's the thing. Is that her? We don't know. Is it someone using her picture? Possibly, but her picture's not all that. I don't know. I think it's her. I think it's her too. I think it's probably her. So here's the thing right? This is a hyper-transactional relationship. 
She doesn't seem remotely, at the moment, from what we've seen, remotely interested in him, what his life is, what matters to him. I'm not sure she would know how to tune his carburetor. I'm just saying. She's not going to be able to get under the hood of a Seat and enjoy the experience. I'm not sure they have a whole lot in common, right? For her, this is about... um going somewhere else and and what was fascinating but that's always pejorative in these shows right and and if you've listened to us before you'll understand that we don't think it is pejorative it, it's perfectly reasonable like some accident of birth means you're born in one country and accident of birth means someone else is born in another country but what if they would rather have been you what can they do to achieve that well we live in a world where you can't just go and live wherever you want to live so what are you going to do right and it's perfectly reasonable um attitudes to marriage are very different in different parts of the world and we see that here with the whole dowry thing okay so marriage is transactional in many other parts of the world in a way that can sometimes maybe make us westerners feel a bit icky right but that's on us it's not on them i think it i agree with you of course um i i got so empathetic towards her when you could it, it, it they caught the moment that she got the ick on camera oh yeah when they were having that dinner the night before the wedding like just when reality hit her all at once i don't think that she went into this I, I mean, it. more than one couple said, oh, it started as a not serious thing. I never thought that, that I would end up getting married. I really don't think that she was out to get married. No. I don't think, I mean... I think she was out just to expand beyond, you know, what was perhaps a, a limited life and it was a bit more interesting and more exciting and a bit possibly glamorous. I don't know, but just different. But right? look, people... And that's normal. Yeah, people have... I used to do that back in the days of, you know, when the internet was invented. <laughs> back in the days of like, I don't know, ICQ chat or MSM Messenger or whatever. It'd be really interesting to talk to people in other parts of the world, right? And I think that ultimately that's what she was doing. I think she was just having fun. Yeah. And I think that she is someone for whom traditional village life or small town life that she came from is absolutely not for her and she needs a way out well and yet giving it all up it's terrifying and rightly so like she has a family she has friends she means something where she is and all of a sudden she's looking around this table and going uh these people not just look like me but these people are like me this and this guy and his kids i have nothing in common with them i have nothing to say to them and it's just gonna be me out there alone but at least she's open about it yeah which is very refreshing because a lot of a lot of people on these shows who are about to be in that position of i mean she says outright i've never i've never not worked I've yeah. never stayed home all day. I've never lived with a man. Yeah. I've never, and oh man, if she's never experienced English weather, 
it's pretty wind battered in the winters in places. Yeah, like that. that is. Yeah, and like I say, it's a little bleak. I mean, this is not a rich, wealthy part of the country. Right? No, nor is this it. This is avowedly and proudly working class, which is great. But for somebody who is, I, I doubt there's going to be a massive immigrant population there. For example, whereas... I doubt there's a, a large Kenyan, certainly. Yeah. Right. Whereas we are, at the very least, she would meet other Africans, right? Other West Africans. Where we are. Is Kenya West Africa? I don't know. But if we got it wrong, people will forgive us because we're trying our best. Okay. Yeah, okay. we are trying our best. Yeah. No, I think she'll struggle. And, and this is the same conversation we have about people like Jasmine right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to like it in Michigan. No. (laughs) Right? No. This idea that what we have is so much better, like, it looks to me like she comes from a relatively affluent background, like there's quite a lot of animals walking around there, Um, and the house looked you know, quite again, I don't want to judge. It's not like that, but like, it's not like she's escaping desperate poverty. No. And I, I can't remember who said it. So, so please forgive me and, and do let me know audience members, if, if you remember who said this, but when we talk about it in the 90 day metaverse, when we talk about, a, a quote-unquote better life. It It isn't really a better life. Better means easier, more convenient, right? She will have greater access, I suppose, to European travel, right? Or... Healthcare. Healthcare, yeah. But, well, I don't know the healthcare system in, in Kenya, but... We don't, people don't often mean, we need, we need to get out of the colonial Mm -hmm. mindset of better because it's England or better because it's, it's America. Yeah. I'm certainly not happier. I mean, all the surveys go to show that, that, you know, happiness is not higher in these Western, you know, our lives are pretty shit. Oh, for sure. And speaking of miserable. Oh boy. Robert and Assel. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Y'all, 
a new villain has arrived. She has unseated Anfisa. And now, somewhere, Anfisa is lifting five times her body weight and screaming in rage. Now, you all know that I am the world's foremost Anfisa apologist. I love her. And you're a fan Fisa. I'm a fan. I'm a fan Fisa. <laughs> Which I think is an organ. Um Acel is more cruel, uh, more blunt, more yeah. unnecessarily <laughs> magnificently. Magnificently mean. Yeah. I mean, even her name sounds like arsehole. I mean, you were like, is that and then they spelled it out and you were like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. She is. I'm just going to read a few select <laughs> yeah, yeah, quotes, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're old. Yeah. You're a little bit needy. Yeah. I mean, you have no style. And it annoys me and pisses me off. <laughs> These flowers are ugly. Now that I will get but, to that because I agree. The thing, though, like none of this is not true. No, it's all Everything true. Everything she says is perfectly reasonable. My favorite. This is this is so beautiful, and I have promised my mother I will never get a tattoo. But this is something that I would get tattooed on my arm. Sometimes I find something little that I hate the most. And I throw it it's out. It's a magnificent attitude. We should all do it. You know what? Every day, all of us, we should all throw one thing away. Every day. No comment. What I will say is when I saw that storage room full of cables, <laughs> I felt seen. Okay. There is a big deal. All right. I'm not having this. There is a big, di- <laughs> there is a big difference from leftover reels of cabling that you use to like cable a building, right? They don't have names. <laughs> they don't have particular functions. They're not family. That's just a mass of cabling. That is not. Those are not ands. Those are not ands. Fair enough. Um, do you think? Uh, poor old Robert, who I'm go going to go ahead and call quite a hard forty six. He he's he's seen some he's seen some shit. Um, seems like a good dad, good relationship with his with his teenage daughter, which is a, a rare and precious thing to have. The thing that kind of broke my heart is she was like, "Yeah, I have mad bands with my dad. It's not like the relationship other daughters have. It's really really great." And then all I see is him like soak abusing her with a pressure washer and like that isn't funny in no in no world is it fun to have your clothes drenched at high pressure in no world is that a laugh right maybe a three-year-old might find that funny she seemed to be fine with it and that made me really sad that she was fine with it because i just thought it was dick behavior and i also think he's a bit bullying towards her i didn't it didn't look like a great relationship to me from the little we saw all right well obviously i've that's a tender spot for me so i i try to see the good in okay 
yeah, yeah, yeah. what little there is, yeah. you know? Um, I like his dog. I oh, we love the dog. I'm not here for um, a cell criticizing the dog for something that is undoubtedly not her fault because Lord knows what he feeds her. Right. Um, and how often he bathes her. And how often he bathes what her. What is she supposed to do? Check into the spa. Right. Poor Bella. Um, do you think Robert's worthy of that level of derision? I sort of Not feel quite. like he, I feel like he likes it. Yeah. Do you think it's a king? Definitely. Yeah. When he says, I love you, and she says, I like you. Yeah. I think he really enjoys a woman who is withholding. Now, sometimes... I don't think she likes him. <laughs> I don't think she likes him either. Now, sometimes we we get to see a bit of vulnerability. I don't... I hope that doesn't happen here. Uh, no, please don't ruin it. When she called him out... Now, look. I am not having those flowers... As the airport flowers, yeah. I don't want I, I don't want to hear a single person say to me, "Oh, there, you know, he liked the colors. He was thoughtful. He picked that." No, no, no. Those are the cheapest flowers you can get from the convenience store. From the convenience Not even a store, supermarket. and he lives in the city. He lives in Glasgow proper. But he was like that. I bought at seven. Bought these at seven this morning. Now, yeah, the gas station, the gas station, right? Because like the the, the 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 nice florist is not open at seven in the morning. You know what you could have done? Bought something at five o'clock the previous day before the florist closed and put it in some water overnight. Because you knew that it meant something to her, yeah, right. That is the least possible effort, and with someone like her, the least possible effort is way worse than no effort. Rookie error. Let's be honest, very few among us haven't been in the position where we forgot to bring a gift for the host and we've bought gas station flowers. I'm not being a snob about gas station flowers. I'm saying he had ample time to prepare and chose not to. Absolutely. Um, and it is an ugly feature of his personality that I think... Uh, invites the kind of criticism that she is all too keen to dole out. Now, are you ready for the couple that we have the most to say about, but we'll try not to say it all because I, I dare say we've run on for a bit. Is it Tion and David? No, because they haven't been in the show yet. Is it Rebecca and Christian? No, because they haven't been in the show yet. That means... Oh, is it Katie and Alejandro who they kept trailing? No. Sadly not. They haven't been in the show yet. That means it has to be... Louise and Jose. Oh, boy. Or shall I say chicken? Chicken. I love you, chicken. I mean, the pug looks at the TV and went, okay, say more, say more. I'm listening. Oh, you don't have any more to say. Just that. Okay. The pug also likes chicken. Okay. It took me a while to get to get here. I'm glad we <laughs> had three episodes yeah. to figure out what this is. Yeah. And Louise Louise's manner of speech mm -hmm. and body language mm -hmm. is that of someone working in the public sector 
who is tasked with telling you that your disability payments are about to be cut off. Well, I'm going to tell you now is that unfortunately, after much thought, we have to cut off your disability payments effective immediately because that is what we are going to do. Sorry. Sorry. But she applies that same gravitas to everyday decisions like, uh, I would like the number 45 with extra papadams and mint sauce. There's a sadness. It, there's an incredible sadness, right? Everything is infused with this. Not on we. It's so hard to put your finger on it. It's a particularly British thing. Like if we talk about the French and not on we, right? You know how, but maybe here's a better example. You yeah. know, you know how Brummies inherently sound sad. Yeah. Even when they're happy. Brummies being people from and around Birmingham, which is like in, sort of in the middle of England. Yeah. The, their their accent by default makes them sound sad, even though they're not. There's it, an it's Eeyore actually nice. really sweet. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So there's a bit of that. Is there an American equivalent? Is there an American accent which just sounds a bit moopy? Well, I guess sort of like, like Blaine... You know, from Lindsay and Blaine. Yeah. Possum Holler. Yeah. You know, take heed, brother. Maybe Montana has got a bit of that. Montana? Does it not? Do you know where Montana is? Yeah. Have you been to Montana? No. Okay, I've been to Montana and I don't see the... Is the accent chirpy in my head? There was a kind of... It was infused with a kind of sadness. Maybe that's... I wish you all could see my face right now because I'm just so confused. Are you... Do you mean in like the 18... Do you mean like during the gold rush? Yeah. <laughs> I just no. I, I, I think there are... I think there are areas of the of the South... And even the Southwest, where people inherently sound sad, but right. it's, it's because of the... But she it's her face as well, right? Because every bit of her face points downwards. And that's not a dig at like her appearance. It's just, it's the way her features have chosen to compose themselves. And the way she moves her head, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, when she speaks, the head goes backwards a bit, right? And to the side. Back and to the side. You know what, though? Maybe we're being too hard on her. Maybe it's because, I mean, she does have fibromyalgia, which I I don't have experience with myself, but from what I understand, it is extremely painful. Um, Listen. She might surprise us. She might surprise us. However. I I don't know. There's lots of, this is rife with red flags. The way that, the way that I... I will say this, folks, unless you're from a background that is highly prescriptive in in how people should behave and what they should believe, if literally everyone in your life is telling you that something is a bad idea, yeah. you might actually be doing something wrong. Yeah, or you just need to start another life entirely and get pregnant within two weeks and marry a 14-year-old boy from Colombia. 
Yeah. He's 14, right? I, he's not 28. No, I have a lot of I <laughs> I I'm not even joking uh, that I think there are some some welfare issues yeah. at hand here. I'm not sure that he is over 16 years old in reality. I want to see his papers. I, I want to see his passport yeah. and his birth certificate. Yeah. I I found all of that very strange. What now, are you looking for in a relationship when you're in a relationship with someone like him? And, and I don't want to tread over the, the obvious ground or the ground that's been said before, but like, the, like you know how quite often on these shows you go, oh, um, uh, you know, we had such a great relationship. You know, we talked over text for like years and you see what the messages are. It's like, I love you, baby. I love you so much. Right. And it's just that. And you're like, this is not a relationship. Yeah. It's, it's Bible Ben and Mahagoni. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, or or Matey Boy being catfished at the moment in in, in before. Oh, bless. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's not even that in their case. I mean, it's literally no communication. Not even that. I mean, I guess it's I love you, chicken, which <laughs> I love you, chicken. I was going to get that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, Manson had a song called Take It Easy, Chicken. I like calling people chicken. I used to do it. I used to, chicken was my, um, it's what I used to call everyone. Like, you know how some people like in the North call everyone Chuck, you know? All right, Chuck. Or duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to call everyone chicken. Um, I think chicken's quite a nice thing to call people. So I'm with him on that. Sure. <laughs> Um, it's 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 horrible. It's awful. Her kid's about to leave home. She defines herself as a mum. She's desperate to be a mum, and so she just you know this is all that she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow. Right? All that <laughs> she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow. Yeah, she really does want another baby. Apparently, she wants to marry a baby too. Um, I also look. This is uh, this is a trend. This is a trend that uh, is very disturbing to me that we also saw in in the first episode of Toe, where your significant other basically becomes, to use a current reference, your Tamagotchi. Yeah. Like, you just carry them around in all the pocket. time, and yep. you pretend to feed them. And Yeah, that was really weird, right? And it, it is like the thing on Toe. It's like, I'm just going to have them in the corner of the room. I mean, she didn't take him to the dentist. It could have been worse. But. She didn't take him to the toilet, but I <laughs> bet you she has. Yeah. I bet they've... Look, I've been in a long-distance relationship before. I know that time differences are really challenging and you have to find creative ways to be in touch. I don't think that they are even... I, I, I don't understand what these exchanges are. I don't get why... Again, I, I grew up speaking Spanish. I'm from a bilingual household, so I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around... Spanish being hard to learn, but I do understand that the older you are, the harder it is to learn a new language. But come on, Grandma Liz learned Spanish. Yeah, she did. Grandma Liz learned Spanish. Um, my favorite exchange in the entire thing, and we wrote it down, but we've had to, we're, we're, for a little inside glimpse into our lives, we're now broadcasting in complete darkness. We've had to turn the lights off because there's a skylight and the pug thinks that means there's a dog on the ceiling that she just barks at because it reflects. Um, ceiling pug is not our favourite. So we are in pitch blackness, which means we can't refer to our notes, but it was something like 
Um, what are you doing? Yeah, and he said, I'm in the apartment. <laughs> no, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, good. <laughs> no, no, what are you doing? Uh, two. <laughs> It was spectacular. Bless him. But and, what are you supposed to... Uh, my theory about... We're the, not mocking someone who who can't speak English, by no, the way. Was, the thing is, though, that he he's like, if I guess what she means and say the one thing that I think it might be, I have got a tiny percentage chance of getting it right, and I admire his pluck <laughs> for trying that. It's a little bit like the cliche of, like, you know, you ask a deaf person something and they go, oh, it's three o'clock, right? Because what is the tr- what's someone most likely to be asking me on the street, you know? I, I guess a stop clock and all that. Maybe you'll get it right one day. I have a theory about the coffee, though. What's that? <laughs> and it is the same, th- uh, the same principle I used to have when my mum used to make me mow the lawn. If you, because um, we are... Oh, if you pretend you can't do something, no one will ask you. Yeah. Yeah, we always used to have electric mowers with like cables rather than like a petrol one, right? So if I, I forget, if I mow over the cable every time, so she has to buy a new mower every time she asks me to mow the lawn, she will eventually stop asking me to do that. And I think that might be what he was up to. Like you might try it with me when I'm like, like oh, I can't get out of bed. Can you make me a, maybe, maybe a little coffee? Can you make me a coffee? If you bring me up like a, a mouse in milk. Ew. <laughs> I will stop asking for coffee. I think he just couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I think that he, uh, as, I I don't know the sibling situation. I got the feeling that he might have been. Uh, he's he lives with his grandmother, who he calls mum. Right. Yeah. I think. Mummy. I think. I think that if he grew up with her and was the only child, that he may not have ever had to learn to make no. his own cup of coffee. No. Um, and all, all he's learned how to do is inadvertently hire prostitutes. That is the only thing he has learned to do. Which, again, is so <laughs> strange. I mean, and, uh, there was a lot of... There were things... Let, let's talk very quickly about the wedding, because I don't, I don't have a lot to say about it. You know, we... Even Emma and Host had, like, the Instagram wall to stand in front nope, of Nope, you don't mean Emma and Host. You oh, mean no. Emma and... Hussein. Hussein, of course. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Bridie and Host. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. They had a fake flower wall and a garland and a whatever garland. Is that what I mean? Sure, Judy. Uh, it's late. I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. But also, I'm sorry. Did you, did you, Louise, think that? This person with whom you cannot <laughs> communicate with at all would have, off his own back, booked the dream wedding. Would have booked a beautiful venue, yeah. called the florist, gotten a cake, yeah. uh, rented the marquee. I Again, didn't you ask? That's something's wrong here. And she was waiting. She showed for- no interest in it. She didn't go. Didn't ask in advance. Where are we getting married? What should I wear? What are you going to wear? It's very odd. I think I think the fact that she wa- expected there to be romantic vows exchanged at that wedding tells you everything. Yeah. And 
I would add that if some, if your vows to me were, I love you, chicken, I would say, how soon can we get an annulment? Yeah, I mean, that is an annulment, isn't it? I think. I'm just saying, Do I don't... Do you, Jose, take this woman, Louise, to be your lawfully wedded wife? I love you, chicken. I guess not. Goodbye, everyone. That's it. I... I don't understand it. I think there are some welfare concerns. Uh, I uh, Weirdly, though, I think she's going to be up to the task of raising a man. I don't see her... Uh, Although she does seem to expect a lot of him while telling him nothing. No, she doesn't uh, actually have any expectations. No, she just sort of... Unless there's, unless it's a slow boil, right? Unless there is uh, something waiting to come out. Yes. Like that kettle. Like the kettle that never gets turned on. Um, Right. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please give me a a moment to say uh, there is an urgent appeal that I have put on our Facebook. I'll put it on instagram as well and in the show notes my friend mark who i met five years ago when i did a foundation course in counseling has completed five years of volunteering in clinics in at charities giving his time all day every day and going to classes at night to train to become a psychotherapist um for reasons that are entirely out of his control that i go into um, further in the listing, he has been unable to take on any kind of substantive work. Uh, well, I think you should say very clearly for, and I'll say it out and out, for hideously racist policies on behalf of the government, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it's really despicable. Um, imagine working and then basically Brexit means you can't work anymore and everything you built is reduced to complete rubble around you. Not just working, owning a home, paying taxes, raising a family yeah. for over 20 years yeah. and your settlement status is put on pause so you can't work for years he's also not eligible for financial aid anyway like i said he's done all this coursework he truly is a rare jewel gem diamond of a person who came from working in finance for 30 years uh breaking down because of the the toxic having a excuse me not breaking down having a normal reaction to being in a very toxic environment and very toxic workplace and instead of and y'all I've been to mental hospitals most men in that situation go to a mental hospital to tell everyone that their wife is a bitch and that it's her fault that they spent all their money on prostitutes and coke okay instead of complaining about his life and blaming everything on other people. Mark has devoted his life to helping vulnerable people pick up the pieces of their lives and carry on. He is a beautiful person who was such a great support to me. But the long and short of it is, essentially, until this guy raises some money... And it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. His entire life is 
placed on hold through in, no fault of his Indefinitely, life. yeah. And because he is unable to work, he is in no position to raise that money himself. And unfortunately, there's a, a very scary deadline. So, um, It's an immediate deadline, yeah. to be honest with you. So, there is nothing exceptional about this man. I think this is a situation probably that tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people are probably in. It's really awful. Um, we are not singling him out for any reason other than the fact that Michelle adores the guy. And you know what? Hey, you got to pay it forward. So please, a tiny, 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 tiny bit from each of you will make a difference. A huge difference. Uh, that being said, we love you. Thank you, as always, for your patience. We cannot wait to get deep into this season with you. Um, we can't make any promises, but we are hoping to line up some guests. Uh, you can contact us at bladydayfiance at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on the gram at bladyday. Uh, I don't really check Twitter much these days. Um, on threads, uh, but maybe not yet. Anyway, thank you so much from, from my heart to yours. It is good to be back in da UK. Um, thank you for joining us. We will be back next time. And as ever, we sign off with the immortal words of Alfie, not his real name. See See you you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.